We all love a good book, particularly in times of trial. So at the moment, here at Cood Street, we're choosing to to spend 10 minutes with interesting and fascinating book-loving people talking about what they're reading, what they're interested in, what you should be reading. And today, we're spending our 10 minutes with Angela Slatter. Hello, Angela. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I am well enough, given the current world situation. I was going to say, how's the coronavirus treating you? It's, uh, well, it hasn't visited yet, so I'm very pleased about that. <laughs> Are you able to, to, to function, to work, to read, or have you retreated? Well, no, I mean, like many of our people, Jonathan, I was a shut-in before it was cool, so this is nothing <laughs> new for me. <laughs> oh, I think there's an undercur- undercurrent of fear now for the traditional shut-in. Because the traditional shut-in was supported by all the non-shut-ins. Non-shut-ins. But if everybody's okay. shut-ins, then we're all shuttered. My, my two shut-ins are with me now, so they're, um, they're being pretty good. So, <laughs> but, but I think, I think anyone who's got children, uh, is having a horrible, horrible time. So. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of family bonding going on. Yes, let's I, I, I will say my favorite story of the coronavirus right now is one told by Australian journal, journalist Annabelle Crabb. I don't know if you've heard it where she went to the local park to exercise with her kids and she dragged, and you can picture this, her stroppy teenage daughter along who didn't want to exercise. So she brought her book and her her iPhone and her speak headphones and she sat under a tree reading and the police came up and cautioned her for being in the park for the wrong reasons. Intellectual development, yes, that uh, that's no, no. You, you're going to be exercising or home you go. You're an Australian. You should be sporting. Something <laughs> like that. No one's sporting <laughs> yeah. now. No. Still, if sporting were reading, we're the people. <laughs> Tell me, what have you been reading, Angela? And is it any good? It's <laughs> well, it's always good because I I think life is too short, especially at the moment. You know, for bad books. Um, I'm. <laughs> I've been doing a bit of rereading. I have been rereading Mike Mignola's BPRD Hell on Earth, which might seem a little apocalyptic for the current times, but <laughs> but there are there are actually messages of hope in there. So that's you know that's my my graphic novel reading. Um, I'm rereading Felicity Volk's Desire Lines, which is a book I launched a month or so ago, and it's it's not speculative. Um, but it's just wonderful. It's, it's just a wonderful read um, about people's lives and, and how they change and, you know, what choices we make, choices that we want and choices that we feel we have to we have to do. Um, I'm also reading The Law Books by Alan, um, Aaron Mankey, Terrifying Creatures and... Uh, Horrifying places, something like that, um, and a lot of it is folklore. It's, it's that he, you know, he has a podcast as well, and they're fascinating and they're really good fodder for um, for writers as well. Just picking the ideas out of those. Uh, I am reading the Cursed Anthology, which uh, Paul Kane and Marie O'Regan um, did for Titan uh, this year. I've got a story in it, which I'm not reading because I'm quite familiar with it, <laughs> but I'm reading all the other authors' contributions. Um, so there's Gaiman in there, there's Christina Henry, um, Margot Lanigan, there's all sorts, and it's a really, really good read. So if you can find short story anthologies, they're, they're good because they're bite-sized. You can read a story, 
then go off and do other things, you know, so you can read it in between rather than, uh, you know, novels that are longer and you might lose your thread. Um, not that I'm against sitting down for an entire 24 hours and reading a book, but that's not really practical for a life. Um, so I think they're the main things that I am reading at the moment. So since we're all shut in and looking for things to read in these interesting times, do you advocate the comfort read or the challenging read as a as a response? Is it time now for Le Perdue de Trampster, whatchamacallit it is, or, or Old Dickens or back back to Agatha Christie or to Charles Lent books? Um, I think I think the comfort read has a lot to recommend it at this point because you know the rhythms of the story and it's you're not going to get shocked. Yeah. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> but if you're, if you're, I mean, I think after a while we're probably then going to be looking for the new read, for the challenging read, because we're going to get bored pretty quickly. Yeah. Especially all those extroverts who are not coping. So I think you know they'll be looking for something new. Things that I'm looking forward to um, coming out. Uh, John Connolly's new book, The Dirty South, in the the um the Charlie Parker series. Mm-hmm. So you know you could um. If you were so inclined, you could get his entire backlist and just start reading, going through. It's very dark, but, you know, enjoyable, really mm-hmm. enjoyable. So, you know, there are, for me, I'm I'm sort of going for the comfort read because sleeping is a bit difficult at the moment, but I, I like, you know, <laughs> I like I like the things that are familiar and they, they work just to calm the brain down a little Fair bit. Fair enough. Fair enough. They, they are stressful times. They are. <laughs> And since you're indoors and pondering work, and I know from, from from what I've seen on social media, working very busily, I know you have a new book out. What's out in the world from you? Uh, that is my PS collection uh, called The Heart is a Mirror for Sinners and Other Stories. And it's, uh, I think, 12 reprints, including uh, my my version of Jack the Ripper. Um, and two new stories. One's called But for an L, and the other one is called Reading Off the Curriculum. So they are new and haven't been out in the world yet. Um, it's got a beautiful, beautiful cover and end papers by Danny Serra, the Italian artist. Um, a lovely introduction by Mr. Kim Newman. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so I'm very proud of it. It's quite beautiful. Uh, and it's, um, I believe you can order the non-limited edition yeah. ones now, and they will be sent out. Um, and I received the signing sheets for the limited edition <laughs> this afternoon. So, so, that, so that, that, that won't be ready for a while. No. It might be ready for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be signing them badly tonight and getting them to the post office in the hope that they will... For Friday, no. Okay. <laughs> and are you working on, on new stuff as well? Is, is, is the future looking fairly reasonable for yourself uh i think it is i think it is and i am working on i'm finishing off the last two stories in the tallow wife collection which is um the fairy tale world that i created that sourdough and the bitterwood bible are set in so i'm finishing those off slowly but surely uh and i have to do the edits for uh my uh novel which is set in the same world and it's coming out next year from Titan and that is called All the Murmuring Bones. So again, it's all those fairy tale yeah. elements. Um, it's a gothic 
fantasy. Um, and I, I enjoyed writing it. So <laughs> I, I hope someone enjoys reading it. <laughs> I'm sure everyone will enjoy it. And I'm delighted. I mean, normally I'd be impatient and say, I wish it was out in the world right now, but I'm delighted for you that it's not. Yes. I think it's, um, it's a, a fortuitous happening that, um, <laughs> that it's not out now in the middle of Corona. So <laughs> Actually, I should ask you this because it's a little tangential, but not too much. Do you think that horror fiction, and I know you write a spectrum and you write fantasy, dark fantasy, horror, other material. Do you think horror is actually suited to our time? That, you know, rather than being kind of looking at the horror of the world and going, no, I don't want anything. There's still an attraction to it that really works for us at times like this. I think so. I think so because it's, it's the horror that we can control is whether we open the book or whether we close the book or we can, you know, read the book and think, okay, well, it, it's not quite that bad yet. Or, um, or it's got hope. There's hope in it. Um, one of the books I read a couple of months ago was Paul Tremblay's Survivor Song, mm-hmm. which again, you know, is set in a, in a pandemic, uh, which is, is zombies. Yay! It's, we love the pandemic uh, stories. We love those. It's it is, but it's really hopeful. Yeah. Um, and it's very well done. It's quite compacted. It's only over a day or two. Um. But it's hopeful, and I think that's really, really important, you know. And as I was saying with the, you know, the graphic novels, Mike's graphic novels, again, there's just a sense of hope in them that there is change. Yes, there is change, and change is a kind of death, but it's a death of an old thing, and there's potential for new things. And I think that's what you often get out of horror. Yeah. So I think people will be, you know, still still reading it, still looking for it, um, you know, you can you can also sit and read the stand and go <laughs> so, um, and say, right, we haven't reached that yet. Not <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you mean that to sound more optimistic than us, but it doesn't really sound like the benchmark you want to set for a Friday, does it? <laughs> it's not the stand yet. 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 <laughs> oh well, since it's not, I'd just like to say thank you very much, Angela Slatter, for spending ten minutes with us today. You are more than welcome. Thank you for talking with me.